Well, hello everybody. I'm Lou. I am an astrologer and writer and author of two books, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. And I help uh, my clients create a liberated life. Hello everyone. I'm Jen Dushin, Akashic mentor, soul guide, teacher, author, creator of the Illuminating Journey cards. I guide my clients to trust they are supported and safe enough to freely express and experience their soul's true path. And today we are going to be talking about the Leo full moon that is on January the 28th at nine degrees and five minutes of Leo. But before we do, let's pull our cards. Jen, what card did you pull? So the Illuminating Journey deck card, the one that came up is the Soul Portal 10. And for those of you who can't see it, there is an island in the middle of this deep blue water that has this ancient temple or something in the middle. There is a griffin and a cow with her huge horns with a big moon in the middle or sun. There's also a sword in the stone and in the background stars, a woman. And I see the ankh symbol. Is that the ankh? Oh yeah, there's an ankh in there. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, um, I mean, what would you say that means? Because my card's so similar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I look at this card and in, in light of where we are right now, I always feel like the woman who's standing on the hill there in the yellow mm-hmm. is um, kind of communicating with this, um, what do you call that? That's a um, uh, alien spacecraft or whatever. Spacecraft. It's almost like she's communing with the heavens and the earth. She's speaking to the uh, what is deeper, what is older, what is more true than maybe the illusion that we have lived under. And it feels like the um, sword in the stone. It's like it's that time, like everyone's waiting for their time when the illusion is kind of lifted and people come back to that sense of this, that connection that um, allows us to be in truth with the, um, you know, with the the energies that are, you know, Mm. that we communicate with it's like the ancient earth the the galaxies the earth that's around all of that energy all of that truth all of that wisdom is like poised waiting for this moment and and you know um the central part of the the card for those that can't see it is is really like an island and um and like an ancient island uh it looks like it's it's kind of got gravestones in there as well, which is kind of resonant of the ancestors to me and things like that, which is funny because <laughs> I picked a cancer card, which is the Knight of Cups. And this is about emotional loyalty and commitment, basically. Mm-hmm. But but cancer is very much about the ancestors and finding your real kind of emotional home um and so and the cups is about emotional fulfillment um and the guy the um the knight in the card is carrying the holy grail and you know 
the the knights of the round table sought the holy grail so we've got the sword in the stone the holy grail but this is is really all about committing to uh, to my mind both of these cards is is real committing to your home your family your emotional center what really kind of fills your cup and um and you know in jen's card the woman is looking at that island and there's a lot of emotional kind of fulfillment on that one as well mm. uh, would you agree with that absolutely i think i'll just hold mine up as well i think there is definitely a coming home uh, uh, aspect to both the cards the mm. colors are similar this idea of uh, what is true i think the symbolism of these things the fantasy the reality and you have the Arthurian, you know, that part and the cup and here's the sword and the stone. It's that opportunity to be at one with what is our home, what is true to us. So I think that's super powerful. I find this, this card is very emotional to me. There's an aspect of it that's very um, connected to the soul's home on the earth. And that really speaks to your card as well it does yeah indeed it does it's it's also interesting because you have the cancer card and the last moon that we did was the cancer yeah right well we did a capricorn uh, new moon yeah right but the last full moon was the cancer full moon and so there's that yeah energy kind of pushing us and i think these you know um this full moon that we're going to look at is, is very challenging. So I think these cards are guiding you to what's important to um, to draw your attention to over over this next period, really. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. When we think about something in terms of uh, change or revolutionary change or a massive systematic change the idea of what makes us come back to our values is the idea of what is home to us what is Mm. what is the thing we consider so sacred that we will um commit to a path Mm. Um, and there's an element of just (laughs) staying home uh that we're going to talk about (laughs) so that brings us to the i'll just kind of go over the details of the full moon Uh, As I mentioned briefly, it's the Leo full moon, and that means the moon is in Leo, opposing the sun in Aquarius. The moon is at nine degrees, five minutes of Leo, opposing the sun at nine degrees and five minutes. Um, The moon is almost exactly conjunct asteroid Hygieia, which generally represents health or global health. It's by a minute. Um, exact so they're virtually uh, totally exact and the sun in Aquarius is conjunct Jupiter by not much bigger difference 12 um, solar arc minutes so they're very tight conjunctions so basically it's a full moon conjunct Hygieia and conjunct Jupiter which is big it's also squaring Mars which is over at 10 degrees Taurus but um um, by one degree and squaring Uranus with, at six degrees Taurus. So this T square we're going to talk about a lot. 
Also um, in the chart, Neptune actually squares the nodes exactly just two days before this full moon um, at 19 degrees of Pisces. And Mercury is stationed to turn retrograde just two days after the full moon. So Mercury is pretty much at a standstill. We'll really be feeling the effects of the first Mercury retrograde of the year. Other things of note, and we'll probably bring up other things, are that Eris and Lilith, our two kind of wild women in the zodiac, are conjunct at 23 Aries, while Venus and Pluto are conjunct at 25 Capricorn. And, um, you know, a lot of astrologers say that Venus is the um, lower octave of Neptune, because Venus meaning love. But I often see Venus as earthly desires as well, and Pluto as soul desires. So in that respect, you could say that Venus and Pluto both represent desire, and they are conjunct in Capricorn at 25 degrees. So that's, we've got these very tight kind of clusters of energy around the chart. And um, we'll talk about all of them as we go through. But um, Jen, what's your first initial kind of um, impression? Well, first, I want to just respond to those tight clusters, because it makes me think about last year, we had a couple of uh, uh, moon cycles, and I don't remember which ones where we had these clusters or these pairs that were happening. And again, here in this chart, I find it interesting that um, as we are kind of going into almost into um, Mercury retrograde and reflecting on the fact that last year, a year ago, we had the first movement with uh, Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter uh, in um, Capricorn together. And now this, this kind of Aquarian energy uh, is really building up. So I find that very interesting about the pairing. So as far as my thoughts about this, I find this interesting as well, because this is a lot of ones and uh, nines and ones, because this is on the um, 28th day, which is a one. Uh, 28 is a number that asks us to trust ourselves instead of others, especially when we're taking leadership, because 28 adds up to a 10, which is actually the card I pulled, number 10, and that becomes a one, one and zero. So um, there's a lot of energy in the 10 in terms of um, what that means, uh, bringing in love and light. It's the equal balance of the one and the zero, the beginning point and the pre-beginning point. And then, of course, one, leadership, new beginnings, focus, visionary. So there's a lot of that energy in this chart and as well as what's happening out in the world. Um, the other aspect, so when we look at it, it's the 28th day, remembering we are in a six month because January is a one. And so there's another one right there. And we're in a five year, very fast moving, as we talked about before, lots of things happening, building on top of each other. Um, and that gives us a seven universal day. And I think that's important because seven is the number that asks us to look within to our own wisdom, to look to the past, to, you know, be struck by this kind of sudden insight on intuition of how our behaviors in the past uh, need to change in order to have a different future, need to change in the moment. Uh, both seven and five are my numbers once um, 
uh, ones, five and seven. They're all mind numbers. So they're all uh, active here. It's using our intellect in new ways, which is super important. And then the nine. So we have the one and then we have the nine. So beginnings and endings. Nine is also about compassion and love. Finding the ending of needing to be um, egoic in the sense of being right or needing to prove a point and moving to self-expression, which speaks to what Lou was talking about, this kind of Neptunian energy of... Uh, even the Leo energy, the courage to be who you are and not have to kind of uh, make other people see what you see. What was the word you said for one, five and seven? They're, but they're all they're all my numbers. So it's all about our intellect. It's about our expanding our mind. Oh, mind. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't get the D. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the mind. Yes, yes. Could be the mind, the mind of the mind. You know, what what impacts us, how we move through life is, you know, what activates us is our thoughts and, you know, our emotions, whatever come up. And then it's our thoughts that determine, uh, you know, how we think. If we think this is not possible or this is just too terrible and I have to give up or I'm just going to bulldoze my way in. Those all come from the mind's response. So we have to learn. And this is the opportunity we have here with this five year mm -hmm. is to begin to think differently and therefore act differently, not assume, but um, discern. And of course, the North Node in Gemini is asking us to think differently as well and um, be open to new perspectives and learning new things. And um there's so much in this chart but the mutable grand cross that kind of brought us into 2021 is at kind of one of its peaks um on this um on this full moon with neptune squaring the nodes exactly um two days before and ceres is conjunct um neptune as well so that's about more being moving into more alignment there's also some grief that we'll probably talk about um throughout this thing and um and vesta in virgo asking us about what we're devoted to about being useful about being of service um about becoming whole as well in virgo that mutable grand cross just continues it kind of starts to fade a bit throughout February, but really it's in um, it's active right throughout um, the next month coming up after this full moon. And an immutable Grand Cross is is like the five, really, because um, it's it's change. It's it's more chaotic. It's letting go of old and bringing in the new and moving towards that north node. But by far the kind of biggest aspect for me on the full moon is the T-square to Mars and Uranus. And, um, you know, I don't want to, I said to Jen, I said, oh, no, I'm going to have to be the Cassandra in, <laughs> in this podcast because the time between us recording, we're recording on the 11th um, of January and this full moon on the 28th and, and probably afterwards shortly as well is is a really challenging time i i've been saying for quite some time that january looked terrible and the fbi um put out a warning this morning um a bulletin saying 
that armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals from the 16th of January through at least 20th of January and at the US Capitol from 17th of January through 20th of January. And we have to remember we're moving towards this full moon. As we record this, it's just before the new moon on the 12th, 13th, actually at midnight between the two days in in the East Coast. And this period between new and full moon is gonna be really challenging. There's a lot of, potentially violent aspects and and then if we what we witnessed at the US uh, capital is um, going to continue at least through this month <clears throat> I have to say and and also you know looking at the other um, you know and there could also be as Jen mentioned before we um, got on here, you know, actual kind of earth moving, moving as well. So not just like violence put from in the US in that way, but uh, this is earthquake kind of um, energy as well. Um, and it's, it's going to be a kind of shaky time all round. I think as well with Hygieia being conjunct the moon um, on the full moon, it kind of feels like a peak of a kind on of the pandemic, which, you know, would be a good thing if that's the peak. And after that, we start to get on top of it and new treatments or the vaccine, whatever, you know, or it naturally starts to dry to uh, die out. I don't think we're out of it by any means, but it just feels like this is a real peak. You know, January has started with a bang. Um, you know, everybody's kind of going, (laughs) there's that meme going around saying 2021 says hold my beer to 2020 because January January is such such a crazy month. (laughs) Right. So, uh, you know, what's so fascinating in listening to your talk is just um, this idea, first of all, is the the liquid or the water. We're remembering this is all about our breath. This is about having water in the lungs. This is about rising up. Uh, and if you think about rebellion or, or physical violence or any of these things, these are all speak to the idea of the oppressed breath or the oppressed voice. This is the anger that will not be silenced, the anger that has been building over thousands of years mm-hmm. of people feeling um, unheard, unlistened to. Uh, And it's definitely part of what creates disease, because when you hold your anger, resentment inside of your body, then it creates disease of all kinds. And of course, when you're expressing or spewing your anger all over the place, uh, it can also create disease, death, etc. So it is a very stringent time. We've probably talked about this a few times before, but now we're actually in it. So before was theory. Now it is real. That is one of the things about being in a five year that within the cycle of the five, the five is the middle. And um, so we are feeling the complete turn, like whatever we've been building up to now needs to actually be in practice. It's not enough to have theory or experiment or lay down the the ground rules. We actually need to go out and practice. And practice is messy. It can be painful. 
and and create results that we may not uh, want. Mm-hmm. And I f- do feel like Neptune, since um, well, of course, Neptune has a big effect because it's still at 19. That's the one and the nine where we talked about the one being the beginning, the nine being the ending, and the one being, you know, very focused on self, the nine being focused on the collective. So it's all of that. It's very revolutionary in that aspect. But um, Mercury, Mercury is in Aquarius, Mercury going into retrograde, the first retrograde of the year, this idea of giving us this Aquarian view. And I don't know why this coming up probably from the records, but the idea of the Aquarian lung or something like that, this is like the underwater um, uh, ability to breathe underwater and to uh, look at things in a new way. How are we going to raise our voices? Are we going to repeat the same things we've done before? Are we going to use the, the, um, the energy of what is possible in Aquarius that there is opening, especially because Mercury is at 26, which is an eight. And funnily enough, yeah, it's a 2610, which is interesting. So that's an eight or could be a nine, right? And giving us that opportunity to truly move through the obstacles and look at things very differently because people are expressing rage and anger and it's showing up in all kinds of ways. I mean, there are people doing physical things and we can all feel this energy that has been activated by certain people, etc. This this chariot that's just been moving and moving with no breaks. And this is the time where we have to, or there will be breaks because there's actual physical action that now, kind of like how the police often say, we can't do anything without any evidence. Well, now we're going to have the evidence. So uh, as painful and as hard as that may be, uh, and the recognition, that discernment is the key, that do the thing that is for you discerning and right and how you want to use your voice, how you want to raise this fire that is now burning inside of you, remembering that Vesta is the keeper of the flame. So lighting a new fire to... Um, freedom you know what does that mean does that mean i can just go anywhere and 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 treat anyone the way i want or does that mean that i want to be discerning in how i think about the anger how people express anger do i want to try to make it right or do i want to be right right and that is the key now talking about the breath again that jen mentioned it's interesting that we have so much in aquarius and Um, and that Venus will be moving into Aquarius soon after this as well. There is an element there that suddenly people can breathe. It feels a bit like the rebel yell to me. This (laughs) this full moon. It's kind of like we've been, we've been cut down, you know, for so long. And, and this is from all perspectives who will be feeling this, you know, you don't have to agree with them, but um, you know, this is, is like, you know, we're, we're, we can finally like let out what's in our lungs we can breathe and let that sound out and go hey you know (laughs) i'm gonna shout up and that's you know everybody's feeling that so you know everybody um, has their perspectives and perhaps it is time we stepped that north node and and listened to the others you that doesn't again mean you have to agree with them but um this is about aquarius is also about doing things very differently 
it's mm. it's um, about taking a different approach. It's very unique. It's innovative. It's inventive, and and the full moon is square. Um, the modern ruler of Aquarius, which is Uranus over there in Taurus. So you know, we look. We did the twenty twenty one overview. There's a lot of liberation and and rebellion in this whole kind of year but this is really um the again the peak of it and and so it's it's kind of saying everybody's kind of letting stuff out that they've kind of held on to for so long we've had so little air major air in our charts for quite a long time overall air energy and people are suddenly going, hey, I can do this. I can speak my truth. I can shout it from the rooftops. Um, the other thing that really interests me is, is these two very tight conjunctions that I mentioned at the start with Lilith and Eris at um, Eris's number, 23 degrees. I've talked about that an awful lot. Um, and But that's in a square to Venus and Pluto at 25 degrees of Capricorn, we've got one of those cardinal squares again. And that in itself is revolutionary in a different way, but it's asking you to step deeply into your desires. It's asking you to really um, kind of tap deep into that really elemental part of yourself and, and really kind of start something because um, cardinal signs, Aries and Capricorn, are really all about initiating and starting something and starting something new and bringing that transformation in and, and changing the structures in Capricorn. You know, to put it at a more mundane level, that would be like saying, all right, you know, in the US, the government's clearly in a mess. People are not happy at all levels. And we've elected this, you know, new administration. But now how do we change it so that it helps everybody? How do we change it so that we can um, help everybody reach their desires? And, um, and this is not about being attached to Big Daddy helping. It's realizing that we all kind of work in in uh, you know in a society together really a community and we can change it you know the moon is the people and the moon the full moon is saying you know we can change this interestingly somebody else pointed out that leo is the ruler um is the leader the king the emperor whatever you want to call it the queen and Aquarius is is the people too. So we have the moon in the sign of the leader, the which in mundane astrology is the people, and then the sun, the king, in the sign of the people. So it's like the people can really start to change things now. Um, anyway, there you go. <laughs> right, that's an excellent point. I was uh, thinking about this, what was coming to mind. One of the Akashic beings are always talking to me, which is a good thing. So um, what they were talking about is this idea of the um, cool head, warm heart, uh, which is exactly what this is about, right? Because the passion, the fire you were talking about, the Venus and Pluto fire, the desire that has been um, pushed to a side and has made, been made something um, 
You know, it's like that passion that uh, people feel has been put into a box where pain happens, right? So people's like sexual desires, for instance, has been a lot of, um, what's the word? Um, like using that as a way to control people. So it's been, you know, through control, sexual control, which is one way of looking at how desire has been squashed. And, um, you know, it's a very obvious way when you talk about you understand how desire has been used and abused in that way. And that energy of wanting that fire, the will, like the will that comes up the, from your uh, third chakra, the, the will, what is your true will? And then having cool heads, which is like people that are, there are some really amazing strategists and all of us have our cleverness, I'm sure, and ideas about how to do things differently. And that's the secret here is to not use your hot headed. You don't want to be hot headed. You want to be cool headed, the Aquarian cool head mm. and the fire knowing this really needs to change. So putting your passion into what it is that needs to change and using your voice and your will to uh, be cool in your negotiations. And it is interesting that, um, you know, that's what Aquarius is about. It is about the house of the people, but it's also about, you know, things, the community, how you connect to the community, how you get uh, to that place where you're actually uh, uh, finding common ground, finding the things that allow people to speak. Um, and then, of course, having that Eris and uh, Lilith combination, the two outsiders, the two fierce warriors that have been um, sidelined and uh, uh, been given very abusive backgrounds. Like when you read about them, there's all this stuff. They were these evil women who couldn't stop. Well, Eris was the one who couldn't stop killing, loved killing. Um, Lilith was killing babies and doing all this stuff. And just think about how that is desire being subverted, right? And, and, and used in different ways. So it's fanning flames, but it's not healthy. And we could say that about a lot of the people who are um, in the very right side of or whatever it's called. Um, they're rebelling because they, they feel like they're those people, right? That they felt the pain of that subversion. It's, I, I believe we have all felt it, but obviously they feel like whoever's been encouraging them to feel um, victimized by this experience. You know, when you get people to do things, you fan the flames and then you walk away or whatever they do, right? So it's a very interesting way of using the voice, the air, the energy and fire uh, to get people to do things. So how are we doing that? I think that's the strategy behind this. How are we being used by the system? And are we doing the things that are um, connected to us? Because we have Jupiter there with the sun and we know Jupiter expands everything. So everything it touches. So expanding, you know, the, the light of the sun, what does that mean, right? When you think about how it is that Leo, the moon is in Leo. So there is that relationship of changing how we show up as courageous. Like we have such an old weird story about what courage looks like. Mm. We do. 
And I, I've got to mention again that um, we're still, and I mentioned it in the last podcast, we're in the draconic bowl, um, the meaning the planets are all in a bowl apart from um, a couple of asteroids and, and the moon on this lunation, which means we've kind of got this intense focus on one side of the lunar nodes. And we're all being asked to really, there's so much intense focus in this chart, as well as change, on creating that change we desire. And that kind of brings me back to our cards that we talked about at first. I am going to strongly suggest to anybody that hears this and what we're currently at about 2,500 downloads per episode. So hopefully this message will reach quite a lot of people that you really intend to um, keep yourselves confined in your home as much as possible during this challenging time, not out of fear, but out of the fact that you can go into that home, that cancer energy, focus on your family, those you love, and on building what you desire whilst in that confinement. So, you know, I'm, you know, Personally, I am going to go to the grocery store, have one last stock up um, in the next couple of days. And I don't plan on going anywhere really for at least two weeks and accept essentials. And, uh, you know, I'm not doing this to be fearful. It's just sensible to my mind. And the, the astrology is telling me that we're being asked to confine. You know, if you're in the UK, we have a lot of UK listeners. You're on lockdown anyway. You can't go anywhere. The US won't do those lockdowns. But <laughs> um, I'm going to suggest you you personally do it yourself because the pandemic is going to increase. I do think there's going to be violence and kind of terrorist kind of violence. Um you know, I, I, I've seen it for a long time coming, potential um, at least attempted kind of assassinations and possible, you know, bombs. It, this energy is all over this. So I wouldn't go anywhere near um, downtown centres unless you have to um, as much as possible. And it's just sensible. It's using the energy really to my mind to for what it's telling us. You know, we're stuck in this bowl. This means we've got this intense focus of what we're meant to look at. And if we look at the signs that are contained, where all the planets are contained within the draconic bowl, we've got um, we've got Capricorn, uh, Sagittarius half of Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces. And they're really the collective signs. Uh, it's kind of looking at they're the public, the groups. Um, the organizations, the institutions. So we're being asked to take a good hard look at them. And then we've got Aries, Taurus and half of Gemini, which to my mind are the identity signs. If you think of the signs as a um, evolutionary growth, we start with Aries, which is I am, then Taurus is who am I in relation to the physical world? And then Gemini is I am, you know, it's when we start have conscious thought and then we have those collective signs. That is the intense focus with all these planets in those signs on one half of the chart. And that's what we're being asked to really look at and and transform. So, Yeah, and that's an excellent point, because I think part of what this this um, 
moon is telling us is that again it's the cool mind warm heart and the hearth is the heart is where you go you go home you're not going and this is when i was saying how we have this weird idea of what it means to be a hero that we should go out and show everybody what's true and actually the best way to do that is to allow these people who feel like they need to say something. It's not that we agree with them or any of that. We're encouraging them to do it. It's that they are going to do what they are going to do. Right. And so we don't really, you know, they've been setting this up for years and planning it. And this, this feels to them like this is our day. This is our opportunity. Yay. And all of that. Uh, they will have to face the consequences of their actions, right? So what we want to do is take this time to, because there's a reason the universe is pushing us into our homes, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that we're being confined, that this disease, which is kind of helping us cleanse, is coming up and it's moving through us, is moving the disease out of our minds and out of our hearts, the idea that we need to go and battle with other people to have a different experience. And we don't need to do that. We can be at home. We can be thinking about what do we want? What do we value? What are we willing to give up in order to have that? What are we willing to negotiate? Sometimes what we're really willing to do is give up our ego. It's not so much like, okay, I've got to let go of this comfort and and, and lose my life, but it is that I need to give up my egoic position that I'm right or that my system is the one that works when none of us really know which is the system of work, but clearly whatever we've been doing has not worked. What an amazing time to use this Pluto and Venus energy. It's at 25 degrees. That is the, the kind of what I call it's kind of like the Joan of Arc energy. But Joan of Arc went out into the world and, and what needed to prove something. You don't need to go out into the physical world to prove who you are. What you need to do is to work with these divine and juicy energies to recognize what is true for you, what do you value, what you're willing to change and try to do so that you can have a different experience and you can be empowered by your understanding of what's important to you and you're not wasting time having conversations with others that are a waste of time and i've i said that twice waste of time waste of time <laughs> you're having conversations with others that go nowhere or just fan the flames right yeah. so it's like thinking yeah. about fire and air hmm? and, and aside from you know the the protesters insurgents whatever you want to call them just at a more mundane level you know do you need to be going out into the world to get the material stuff all the time you know um you know it's about going staying within and talking about we've talked about it before what what has real meaning what has real value but I want to give a quick ad break before we move on. <laughs> um, thanks to all our Patreons. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for $3 a month, or you can choose your own level. You um, help to support our work and we, um, and it pays for the running costs of this podcast. And we do Patreon only content um, each episode, uh, card readings, especially for the patrons. But we also have swag now. We have weirdly magical podcast t-shirts, long sleeved sweatshirts, short sleeves, all kinds. We're also going to produce one that has 
this on the back with a little pocket logo and we're gonna probably do mugs and bags and all kinds of fun swag so if you love our podcast treat yourselves to some weirdly magical swag <laughs> and I'll put the link on our Facebook page, which is weirdly magical. Um, I'll pr- try and find a way to link to it on Instagram too. But but for now, Facebook, um, weirdly magical business page. So yeah, where were we with this? Um, right. So talking about the, you know, air, I think it's a lot to do with what you were saying. Stay home, see what's true for you. I think the reason also, as I was saying, is why we are being meant to stay at home is not just to examine what is of value to us, Mm -hmm. but to help us from just speaking without thinking. So there's, I mean, I've seen people saying, oh, I go on Facebook and then I'm so angry. I've got to go and say something and I'm trying not to do it. Well, staying at home, moving away from some of the electronics, mm. spending time doing some creative projects, cooking, being with your family, digging in the garden, communing like our pictures where what, what will nurture you um, emotionally. So you have the strength to do with whatever, because there is a lot of grief that's coming from all of this. There will be loss. There will be pain, mm. uh, enormous pain, a lot of um things we certainly wouldn't want to bring into our lives that we're going to experience so what will nourish you what will nurture you so that you feel like you can hold yourself and others in that bowl of grief and move through it and not be um, destroyed by it and you know Sarah's um represents both grief and nurturing and and she's conjunct um neptune and square the nodes and opposite vesta part of that mutable grand cross she's opposite the hearth thing and so you know everything has its yin and yang part of that um Ceres conjunct neptune is is going to be mass collective feelings of grief you know it whether, whether it's grief for actual loss which i think there will be actual loss um it's also grief about loss of you know the life we had what's happened to us you know what's happened it's it's all that all those kind of grief but then there's the other side of Ceres which is about what nurtures us and with in Neptune in Pisces and opposing Vesta that is about focusing on um on what you're devoted to um kind of what fills you with spiritual nourishment And, you know, I'm not speaking necessarily in a religious sense here, but, you know, what really nourishes you? Is it going out and looking at a tree in your yard or is it is it kind of sitting there and, um, you know, just feeling the um, the energy of source or spirit meditation or going and sitting in a long bath? You know, think of all those things that nurture you as well to help you feel calmed down and calm your spirit. So Ceres is a very important planet, I think, in all of this. And she is a planet, not an asteroid. (laughs) Well, And I think, too, it's this idea of the drain. We're being drained of a lot of things, Mm -hmm. you know, ideals. We are losing ideals and we are having to... um, actually do things to create a new idea Mm. i just 
glancing there and seeing that Saturn is now at four degrees and four is all about creating the foundation. So it feels like all of these partnerships that are here on this chart uh, are in partnership, maybe in unusual partnerships, because they're showing us that um, it's time for having a different relationship, a different partnership with maybe our minds, a different partnership with our the people in our lives, our communities, and a different partnership with how we think things need to be. Mm -hmm. Because when you have ideals, which are great, uh, that does not get to the heart of it, right? We have to be compassionate. And I, think, I don't think we can put enough emphasis on this and the fact that this is moon is in Leo and um, Hygieia is in, they're in Leo here. Uh, giving us this idea that it's the heart of the matter. It's that idea that how do we bring compassion? And the nine is all about compassion, knowing we are one. Like somebody else's pain, it does not go away when we say, well, who cares about you? Screw off, you did these things. I'm not saying we shouldn't have accountability. I absolutely believe in accountability. Mm -hmm. I believe we should finish what really show the boundaries, what is important to us, what people need to know that are not acceptable. And that, how, that's Saturn, really, you know, the boundaries and the blocks, you know, like certain people being blocked from certain social media parts and things. That's right. Saturn in Aquarius, which is really conjunct the sun in this full moon. Right. You know, we're seeing more of it already. Parlor already got shut down um, last night as we are recording. Oh, right. Good. Yes. I mean, this is the thing, like when there are people crying, but what about free speech? We really have to understand the idea of freedom is freedom comes with responsibility. Mm -hmm. We don't just get to do whatever we want and then just carry on and leave anarchy uh, in the wake and, and go, oh, who cares? Somebody else will clean it up. This is where we all live, right? Yeah. Right. Saturn is responsibility as well. Right, right. And so it's that recognition that, you know, it's like all of these things are telling us you want to learn how to be more compassionate, more understanding, but not give your ground up, right? You have to be fierce and compassionate. And these, that's what, to me, these relationships are showing us. There's a part of the I am, but then there's also the part of the collective. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these things that we've been talking about is so important to recognize that you're not giving up things when you have a certain way or belief, but you're finding ways to negotiate it differently, right? So it's a win-win for both. What's in it for you? What's in it for me? So we both feel like we're winning because if one side feels like they're being cheated or they've lost or have lost, you are, you know, changing the dynamic and you really want the dynamic where everyone feels like they are, there's a benefit for them to be agreeing with this process. Now, I know it's, uh, we, as usual, we're always very US-based, but um, this Venus and, Plut and Pluto conjunction is now within two degrees of, of the US uh, Pluto. So, and <laughs> the North Node and this mutable grand cross is on the Mars of the USA, which is in Gemini. Uh, so, you know, the US is being hit by this um, majorly 
I have to say, there's going to be huge change and transformations coming through um, out the US. Um, as well, um, the moon, um, the Aquarius, sorry, the US moon is at 18 degrees Aquarius. And all these planets are starting to come up to that. Pallas Athena is on in the um, full moon chart is on the US moon. And Mercury is going to retrograde back over that. I can't remember the degree Mercury stations direct at. I can look at that quickly. That's 11 Aquarius. So uh, that's going over the USA's moon back and forth. There's going to be an awful, awful lot of change coming in the US over the next couple of years. And um, and I think we can recognize that anyway, for sure. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a chart to tell us that, but it is helpful. But, the good, has, the but good, sorry, I just want to finish. The good, oh, the good thing I see about that is that, is that um, all these things are pulling us towards the potential for positive change. You know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, um, you know, a lot of it is going to be very tough, and there's going to be a lot of kind of destruction along the way. But there is the potential for positive change. I've just realized Mercury stations retrograde almost exactly to the minute on the U.S. Palace Athena, the, the visionary owl, you know, <laughs> so there is the potential for revisioning what America is about, what the U.S. is about. So. Right. I mean, I'm actually encouraged because of the conversations that people we have so much more now than we had. 200 years ago, 1,000 years, whatever, 110 years ago, so much better uh, uh, opportunities and the internet and all those things. So we can have these conversations in safe ways and express how we feel and come to new conclusions uh, that is so powerful. And we are being given this amazing opportunity, as they say, in the darkest of times, that's when the light begins. So the light begins in the dark. Uh, we just cannot emphasize in how much this chart speaks to the the to me is the breaking away from a lot of old stories, whether it's our old stories from what we've told ourselves about what it all means. Like sometimes we think when we have obstacles or when things are hard that we're being punished or that life's against us or there's here's here we go again. And so much of that is just our mind telling us bullshit because really it's just things happening and it's our de our decision about how we want to translate what it means does it mean we're being punished mm. or does it mean that we are being given an opportunity a window is opening uh through this you know through suffering uh through this uh this um, cleansing if you will this incredible cleansing that we're having with this whole neptune you know as piscean age ends neptune has to go still go through the process of releasing all of that energy uh which is we're getting some of that now it's just like this is just part of it and jen uh, talked about old stories ending one one big one with that south node in sagittarius is what does freedom mean you know right you know, we're, we're certainly less free in some ways because of all this having to be home and all that kind of thing. But, you know, now we're moving into air, this mind energy. So I think a redefining of what freedom means is going to come too. And that's going to be at a collective level as well as individually. So, yeah. 
Anyway, sorry, Jen, didn't mean to. No, no, that was okay. I was just, I was trying to remember what my other point was and it was actually like just looking at the, what's happening in England, in Australia, some of these other countries are going through their own form of this collapse. Mm -hmm. uh, just because we talk about the US because we're more familiar, but I have seen there's a lot happening in these countries as well about the, the same thing, the people against the institution. Yeah. Uh, so however it's showing up and it's probably showing up in your own life, you against the institution. Because what struck me is what, when Lou was talking was this idea of um, this freedom that we think like, if I can't go outside, I'm not free, uh, but it isn't, you know, it's not whether you go outside or not, it is thoughts you have around it and the emotion you put around it. Like when you say, well, I'm trapped, are you trapped or is there something else you need to be doing or could be doing to uh, change something? Right. So that, you know, you're not trapped, but maybe you have to set boundaries around mm. how you want to do this, which is so much more valuable. Like you can't escape from dealing with people. Right. And all that, that goes with it, the emotion that goes with it, whether it's your family, your friends or uh, people who have a different opinion, you can't escape that, but you can your house <laughs> right even in your own house you can't escape it <laughs> i do find it quite funny that this idea of freedom means you know, i think we're, we're very twisted with it sometimes you know right. we, we spend all our lives like earning all this money to create this house and all this stuff in it and everything like that <laughs> but we're only free if we can leave it <laughs> anyway <laughs> there he is <laughs> i love I love my house. I love being in my home. It's like I got it how I like it, you know. Right. Why would you want to leave? Right. But you know, it's but again, like you said, it's that twisted illusion. We have we've been sold a bill of goods. So the idea is, yes, you're free if you do whatever I say, right? Exactly. And now it's like, but I want something too. That's why I was talking about the the equal uh, opportunity for both sides to win. That is, you know, my freedom is not dependent on you deciding how I should live, how I should work, that, you know, all these things. On the other hand, we are sharing space so I can be uh, respectful to the bigger picture. Like it's different. I'm respectful to the bigger picture as opposed to somebody telling me what to do. Right? Yeah. There's a huge difference in that mm -hmm. and going, I can do whatever I want. Right. We have the we have proof for these people you know, uh, what's happened in the US, this, um, you know, that people can incite this energy and uh, be allowed to do it. Like, to me, that's so shocking, but yeah. that's their idea of freedom. Like, but then you have to take the consequences, right? That's what responsibility means, that you get to do what you so-called want, but then there you're going to bump up against the consequences of that. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw a, a, a video that made me smile uh, that one of these people that were at the, um, you know, ravaging in the capital, etc., cetera, uh, had got to the airport to just go home after doing this, right? And uh, they, they said, well, he's been put on the FBI no-fly list. And he was crying. I saw that. And in fact, in fact, this morning, I, I, I spent... A good uh, 
15, 20 minutes going through the no fly list hashtag, <laughs> watching all the videos of all these people reaping the consequences of their actions. Right. Great schadenfreude. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, this is the thing. You said freedom, right? This was your right. You could do this. Oh, but you don't like other people having rights. And so this then comes to the bigger picture. But what is freedom? Because you can't just go and, you know, ravage some place and then just expect, like, you know, the guy was saying, you're ruining my life. Well, no, you're ruining your life because you chose to do this thing thinking you could do whatever you wanted. And I, I think that's the thing is when people realize like, no, I'm putting boundaries up and somebody else is going to put boundaries and limits, right? We have to create a container that has limits, that there is freedom in that. It's much scarier if you don't have those rules, right? Or those boundaries, because then it's and we're in, anarchy. And we're in society with each other. So, you know, if your freedom takes away another person's freedom, then there has to be consequences by that, if you're claiming your freedom. So I think, you know, the whole redefining of what freedom means is going to be really important. And it's been coming because we've had the notes in, in Sagittarius and Gemini for quite a while. But they're being really activated again right now. So there's that too <laughs> right i think the consequence key because i was just thinking when you're saying well if you live in society but even if you lived out in nature and you decided you could just kill every animal and mm. you know uh, destroy every tree you wouldn't have any nature left and that would be the consequence so it's like do you value those things because the things you value you have to give them value right you have to kind of protect that value in a way um, by having those boundaries and the value that you believe in, like so many of us believe in certain things, we have to have boundaries so we can say, you can't do this in my world or when we're doing this collectively. That's why we have rules. Mm. I find it interesting. I was thinking about this or the Akashics were making me think about it, that, um, the, the newly, you know, whatever it is, pre-president or president-elect or whatever they call it. Pre-president. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he's the pre-president. Okay, so uh, that he stutters. Yeah. Don't you think that's interesting in terms of the breath and this idea of being able to speak your truth? Like I'm not dissing people that stutter because I know that's, you know, that's, you know, a real thing and it can be super painful i was just looking at it from the perspective of um you know and he's done a great job it's really hard to tell that he he stutters except occasionally um but it's so interesting that when you stutter this idea is that maybe your breath is not uh, as free in mm -hmm. some way you know because you know I'm not going to go into all the reasons why, but it does seem interesting that we're in this space and here is this newly elected, you know, president who has a different experience with breath. And we are entering a space where we have to learn to breathe together, right? And 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 speak in harmony. I think this is such a great time to sing and to uh, communicate through singing, music, movement, where the words are less important than the emotion or the feeling behind it. Um, mm. So it's one place where some of these more anarchy anarchic 
anarchic, I don't know if that's a word, types have excelled is that they have used their emotions, not necessarily that I agree with how they've used their emotion, but they've mastered the art of letting the emotion uh, guide them. Like, I don't think that's a very smart way. It's kind of cloudy. It's very Neptunian because there is the, um, you know, well, the it's emotion and fear. That's Neptunian Pisces too. They're fear, afraid of kind of having what they've got taken away or what they think. Right. But they're very good at, that's all true, but they are very good at using those sounds to. True. Almost like a, a mother bleating to her baby, that sound that kind of triggers the, the mind and heart, right? Because we do, we are beings that respond to sound and our sound, the sound is. Yeah, so our, uh, our current whatever you, I, I was trying to build on the pre-president thing <laughs> post, he's, post. <laughs> he's not post-president yet so post the president post we have um he's <laughs> he's a he's a, a master of the sounds of those words of those repetition that manipulates people and um you know you could call it nlp or whatever you want i don't know he's he's just you if you listen to his talks he repeats all these words and the, all these words come out of his followers' mouths. He, he's almost hypnotic with it. Right. And and so they've, um, I don't know where the point was going, but it was about the sounds and the... the... Right, it's the sounds. And actually that's what Hitler did, right? Uh, yeah, Hitler did the the hyp it's a hypnotic um, treatment. So like, well, people who consider themselves more intelligent may say, oh, what an idiot, you're just repeating the same words. There's mm -hmm. a deliberate... Um, reason why this is happening. Um, That's and it's also it's fake news, fake news all the time, and right, fraud, you just fraud, fraud, fraud. So till people yeah. go, well, yeah, stolen election, or <laughs> yeah, you hear something enough times, it becomes true, right? There is, you know, it's the um, almost feels like the Stockholm uh, syndrome to me because when you have people that you abuse, and uh, we know there's this whole cycle with a lot of these people who who live in that sense of abuse. And there's a certain pattern or rhythm that happens when you, you look for the love, even when you're being abused. So I thought it was very revealing that when uh, this post toasties president, <laughs> when he made that speech that uh, after the you know the awful storming etc oh the one called the hostage video where he <laughs> well the one after where he said um you this isn't violence isn't good go home that's we love you that's right. what everybody's yeah. calling the hostage video because he looked like he'd been held hostage for to do uh. it <laughs> was held hostage. But anyway so i find it fascinating that he said you did great. We love you, right? And yeah. to me, that's the that's the abuser signal, the yeah. stalker signal, or whatever. And, uh, and the gaslighter. He said he is the. Well, it's not just gaslighting, but it's that. Well, I guess gaslighting is part of that manipulative behavior that abusers have to people that love them, right, yeah. or want their attention, etc. First, I abuse you, and then I, you know, tell you how great you are, tell you I love you, and then you know that's the cycle. Uh, so I guess you could put it under gaslighting, but um, very interesting that 
you know, and that's all part of the sound. So yes, it lots is. of presidents in America with the uh, Gemini, mm. Gemini influence, which is very interesting, right? Perhaps it's a really good thing that we're getting a Scorpio. <laughs> I don't know, hopefully. Um, well, I'm not going to say that because, you know, I'm not his greatest fan as a president, but I think he's what we're meant to have, so that's fine. Ah, he's what we have, right? And I think this is kind of part of all of this of what we're talking about is it's not necessarily what we would have chosen in a perfect world, but we can't get to the perfect world until we go, okay, this is what we have. How can we do what we need to do to uh, mm. shift it? You know, people say those sayings like never again, but you know, in order to get to a place of never again, we actually have to hold the line. We have to hold people responsible. We have to hold ourselves responsible and go, no, you don't get away with it because it's awkward, because it costs money, because it's difficult, because it's challenging, right? Until we do that, right? And to me, that's the Eris and Lilith energy. It's like, you have to pay the price. You, this is the consequence. You know, consequences don't help. Hold. I, I, do want to say, I do want to say Gemini is not always that manipulative. It can be used for good. Oh. So, and and interestingly, Kamala is Gemini rising, by the way, on our uh, pre, well, pre VP. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing about Gemini that to me, it's not a good or bad thing. Like, like naming these signs and stuff as if there's something wrong with them or something good about them. When well, no, I agree. We just about talked them. about the shadow of Gemini. Right. So. Right. It's a communicator. Like if we didn't have, we need people that have the ability to communicate, right? That's yeah. part of being, uh, having a position of leadership is you have to be able to communicate. Yeah. Um, how you choose to communicate and what you choose to communicate is different, right? Yeah. And as we know, this is all part of the process. This is just part of the undoing, the Pluto return, the, um, the breaking down of an old system. Like we need those people who have done their horrible jobs well. Yeah, we do. The destruction. So that we get to a point where we go no more and we actually take the action. So unless we've got anything really urgent to say, I think we should mention the T-shirts again. <laughs> They're on Teespring, by the way. There's a, we have a store on Teespring, T-E-E spring weirdly magical store but also um likes reviews our facebook page weirdly magical our youtube channel weirdly magical um uh, we've got instagram weirdly magical podcast we um reviews for the podcast reviews on our facebook page always welcome all likes all follows all subscribes all welcome and again our patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical um i think we've kind of gone going quite long again so i wonder if we could do <laughs> should stop. if we should do the symbols or is there anything really else to uh and the only thing I really want to say is I think that even though we didn't talk about everything, obviously, yeah. that this is a time to have courage and to do the things that are true for you. So don't get sucked into, even though there may be awful things happening, don't get sucked into it, but mm -hmm. really recognize this is an opportunity. It's opening space to shift and move and do things differently. So those are amazing opportunities, painful as it is. 
I agree. And and the Mercury retrograde in Aquarius turning at 26, which is eight's another number of strength, isn't it? Yes. It's about it's about a strong voice to my mind in, in Aquarius. It's like speak up for, you know, the underprivileged and and speak up for equality and and don't be, you know, all of this staying home and being confined is not meaning shrinking in fear. Um, you can use your voice. You can. Right. And, and what's so exciting to me is when you go on now, like to YouTube and now we have Zoom and all these things, we're having these amazing people coming out. Yeah. Kathy Couric, I think is that her name? She's now doing uh, YouTube. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's a whole load oh. of podcasts. And she's one example, but there's. Yes. All these amazing people coming out from their homes, speaking about things that they couldn't, not just a little soundbite, having proper interviews in their homes. It's Marianne, like Marion Williamson started a right. podcast doing great interviews too, you know. Right. Uh, find the ones you're interested in. There's all kinds and across all vast fields, sharing their expertise interviewing people really bringing us into their homes and we don't have to leave our homes to you can learn use. and appreciate and expand mm -hmm. and really get to the core of what it is we value so we can actually focus on that discern and move because we've talked about this year being very fast moving that means okay. we have to move. when we start moving we're going to have to make fast decisions so and we need to know why we're making these decisions. And with the Mercury too, you know, yes, these all these great podcasts and shows and things starting, you can use your voice too, you know, in your own way. I'm not saying you have to start a podcast, but, you know, just what you kind of um, sign up for, you emailing, messaging your representatives, saying what you want, desire, all those things. Uh, just speaking out, you know, where you see uh, things that you want to change, you know, in, in your own small way on the internet. <laughs> Contribute, right, to the collective using your voice. This is the key here, your individual voice, your yeah. skills, the things you love. How can you contribute to something in the world that matches that so that you can expand that? Mm. So um, the symbols do, you know, a lot of what we've said kind of is a bit, little bit like, oh, it's going to be awful. But I don't think it is. I think there's so much potential. And so our symbols and our cards, I think, reflect what's the potential in all of this. So I'm going to read mine first. So it's a person putting olive oil all over their body. Physical life is so much agony and so much ecstasy that it stretches your body's ability to move with the flux and ferment. You are called upon to behold yourself, to witness to the central flame and to endow your personal embodied self with a daily rhythm of self-remembrance and self-revitalization. You can do nothing for anybody unless you are whole within yourself. There is an urgent call, an inward stirring to offer to yourself the full power of your destiny path to become bonded and fused with the truth of your being. There is also a transcendent power, a greater selfhood presence, blessing, preserving and sustaining your path in this world so that the light can burn brighter through the joy in your heart 
and your vital physical embodiment given through yourself to all. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. yeah. That is beautiful. Wow. Mm. All right. So the, um, uh, I forgot what kind of symbol is it? What's Sabian? Sabian symbol. Okay. So early morning dew sparkles, the sunlight floods the field. The keynote is the exalted feeling that rises within the soul of the individual who has successfully passed through the long night, which has tested his, their strength and their faith. The cold air of night having precipitated upon the field of people's consciousness, the moisture of their deepest feelings, this widely spread you is blessed with a light of significance by the rising sun of the new day. Even tears can be transformed into jewels in the light of victory overnight and sorrow. So the would-be reformer has to meet many emotional problems as they begin their work of creation. Creation means transformation. The reformer is actually a transformer if they are truly a creative and inspired individual open to the spirit that makes everything new. The building of a new society and one's renewed personality as well is just as much a process of artistic creation as the making of a delicate glass vase or a sympathy. The key word is transfiguration. I think they're both such powerful symbols and, and they both reflect that none of this is easy. This time is really challenging. I'd say more challenging than 2020 to be quite honest, but just look at the rewards from it if you have that courage and really kind of lean into it. So, I think the, the power of 2021 is, um, is so immense because we actually physically get to make change. We, just don't, we yeah. don't just get to think about it and dream about it and imagine it we actually get to be involved in creating something new and that i mean there is nothing else there when is. you compare that i agree ah so jen how can people find you so you can find me on my website jenduchen.com j-e-n-d-u-c-h-e-n-e.com uh, and uh, you can find me on YouTube, Jen Dushen, Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. Uh, I am in the midst of changing my name to Swan, what's it, Akashic Swan Guidance? <laughs> I know. I can never remember the name. <laughs> Dropped names. Too many names, but it's going to be Akashic Swan Guidance. But good thing I can remember my own name most of the time <laughs> you can find me on facebook i have a group i have a swan here but... yeah swan exactly kashik swan guidance that's what it will become uh my group right now is a gendition global garden of the akashic records uh, i do teach people how to read the akashic records i do akashic readings of course the cards are available on my website I have some akashic classes coming up very soon which you can find on my website, uh, weekly videos on my YouTube channel, Jen Dushen Akashic, Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. 
Oh, I'm Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology, and you can find me at louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N. And um, my both my books, uh, Cosmic Owl Astrology, uh, sorry, The Complete Guide to Astrology, <laughs> Jen's confusing me, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology are both available at all good booksellers. And I found a new book site, actually, and I can't remember the name, I would have shared it. But um, it's a site where, you know, they actually sell to independent booksellers. Um, So if I find the name, I'll perhaps share it on the Weirdly Magical Facebook page so that you could buy your books from there. Because independent booksellers are struggling because of the pandemic and things. And this is a site, uh, my books are available, but so are a lot of other books. If you're trying to move away from Amazon, I will find the site name again and share it. But anyway, um, what do I have coming up? Um, Several interviews and presentations. Tonight, I'm actually on uh, Cosmic Tuesdays, even though it's Monday. We had to reschedule it from when I had maybe had COVID (laughs) because I felt very bad at the time we're supposed to do it. And, um, And I've got some presentations coming up. So please follow me, Cosmic Owl Astrology everywhere. My Facebook group is Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe um, and subscribes, likes, all those things. Um, I've got lots of other things in the planning, but the chaos has precluded me from actually sitting, settling down and um, getting them set up. So I will. I'll get there eventually. Um, So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. Thanks, everybody.